praise the Lord. I love how uh, Paul just so bluntly says, Oh, you foolish Galatians. And the King James, who has bewitched you? And he's just so blunt about it. And I am excited about this message this morning. Who came into church expecting to hear from God today? I sure did. And I was really blessed even preparing for this sermon because it's one of those topics and those things that if we are not careful, we kind of slide back into a certain mentality. And you can hear what Paul is talking about. Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has cast a spell on you thinking that you can start in faith by believing God and then you continue your life in works? And, you know, if you think of an airplane, if an airplane, I, I don't know anything about airplanes, but I do know that if an airplane is off, even by one degree, they can be starting right their course. But if they're off by one degree, all of a sudden that plane is not landing where it was supposed to land. So the same kind of thing with our hearts. This is a, a topic, this is not dealing with our actions, this is dealing with our heart. And if our heart is wrong, if our motivation is wrong, we can all of a sudden end up completely on one side where we were never supposed to be, when God's grace has always been in this path. And so that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, is remaining, is continuing, and starting in the Spirit. When we are in faith, we are in the Spirit. And when we are in works, we are in the flesh. Very simple, but let me explain that a bit more. When we are in the Spirit, meaning, or when we are in faith, meaning that we have started, we have believed God, that Jesus paid the price, didn't he? Jesus did the work that we could not do. Everything that we ever needed to become, whatever needed to be done in order for us to be completely made righteous, Jesus did. I think one thing for us to really understand is we cannot do it. We could not do it in our own strength to be born again. No matter how hard you try, none of us could have done it. None of us could be perfect. Have you guys, any of you realized that yet? You come to the end of yourself and you're like, okay. Like, we all come to that point where you just hit rock bottom and you're like, I need a savior. And so that's why we are in faith. When we are in faith, we are in the spirit. Meaning we believe that what Jesus has done, it is enough. It is more than enough. But when we are in works, and when I say works, I mean us trying to earn something or us trying to... Have you ever like filtered what God says about you through your feelings and through your emotions? You know, and like, are you basically how you perceive yourself? Like, even no matter how much a person may believe in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, right, you'll never accept what that person is saying about you, right? So it's the same kind of thing when you are in works, when you're trying to earn it, when you are judging yourself and you're condemning yourself and trying to be good enough, basing it on how much you've prayed this week or how many, how many times you've read the Bible, that is a works-based mentality. And then when you're in works, you're actually in the flesh. So when we're in faith, we're in the spirit, meaning that we believe God, we believe what Jesus has done, that he paid the price, he finished it, it is all done. But when we are in works, us trying to earn it, us trying to deserve it, to earn God's favor, earn God's salvation, whatever it is, then we're in the flesh. I don't know about you, but I do not want to live my life in the flesh. And when I say flesh, I don't mean like your body, you know, you need this flesh, your skin to be here. But when I say in the flesh, as in your own performance, your own works. No, and we live in a world where we are rewarded based on our performance, right? 
Like we get report cards that tell you, you know, what you were satisfactory in, what you needed to be better at, what, you know, your A, B, C's, D's, F's, and whatever comes after that. I've never gotten anything past that, but someone, who was it? Someone told me they got, oh, Paul, Paul got something less than an F. What was it? A double G. I don't even know what that means, but so the good thing is it's not by works, Paul, it's by grace. So that's that's the good thing. And that's why we have answers in the back of our essentials booklet for that kind of a thing. But that's the kind of that's the mentality we live in that even though because you know we talk about the law and the law was for was for the Israelites, was for the Jews. And even though we may not be Jewish, but we still have that works-based mentality because that's the world that we live in. You know, and I was just meditating upon that. You know, don't let this truth be too simple for you because this is what, what Paul wrote about in Galatians to the church. Like this is, this is 101 doctrine of what his grace is. And you know, when we became born again, God didn't give us a report card and say, okay, well that was good. Like you did, you're doing really well at reading the Bible. You're not so great at walking in love. So work on that, fix this, do that. And then, because I mean, sometimes we kind of live like that where we know, okay, we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We know we're going to heaven. We know we're born again. But it's like we evaluate our worth. We evaluate our righteousness and our holiness like a report card. As if, you know, Jesus sanctified us. Jesus paid the price for us. We believe it to be true. But now we let's try to live up to this this holiness, this person who we should be, right? But when we became born again, God didn't give us a report card. He gave us his spirit. He gave you his spirit, meaning that this is a personal relationship with God and everything that you were meant to be, you are in him. You are righteous. You are holy. You are justified in him. Isn't that amazing? You do not have a report card to evaluate yourself depending on how good you were. You were given his spirit, the one and only, the precious Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And that is how we live our life. So, key point number one, how did we begin? So let's go back into Galatians chapter three. Let's read those again. Starting in verse one, you foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? And he asked, I only want to learn this from you. He said, I want to know, answer me this question. Did you receive the Spirit, or were you born again by the works of the law, or by believing what you heard? Now let me ask you that question. Did you become born again? Did you receive the Holy Spirit because you were good enough? No. So it wasn't by the works of the law. It was because you believed what you heard. And then verse 3 says, Are you so foolish? After beginning by the Spirit, are you now finishing by the flesh? So meaning that you began because you believed in what Jesus has done. And not to, nothing to do with your works. You just simply believed what you heard. And then in Romans chapter 10, we have those scriptures on there. Romans chapter 10, I can turn there to you. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, I love that scripture. And does it anywhere say there, if you read your Bible 35 times, confess things 117 times, and be good enough and walk in love all the time, 
then you're saved. That's the amplified version. <laughs> but no, it says if you simply, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, one believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. Aren't you thankful you believe and you are now the righteousness of God in Christ? Like, and that goes against everything our natural mind thinks. Because again, you know, we're always, but we're always rewarded and we're always judged according to what we do. That's the natural world we live in when we praise people who work overtime. You know, it's that kind of mentality of, well, work harder, be better, compare yourself. Like, I'm doing more than that person is. I'm working more hours than that person is. So I should be better than that person or vice versa. But just with this mentality, one believes with the heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation aren't you thankful for that righteousness and salvation simply by believing what jesus has done and that is how we began for the scripture says everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame everyone who believes in the lord jesus and what jesus has done he has finished the work you will not be put to shame it is amazing so it's, it's us, it's our response to the grace of God. You know, grace made those promises available to us, and it's our faith that is the proper response to God's grace. You know, and uh, Paul does mention, I can't remember where exactly, but he does mention, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Galatians. You like how it's in Galatians? Okay. So you're the last verse, Oh, well, there we go. That makes sense. I do not frustrate the grace of God. And I was thinking about how can you frustrate something that is completely is just so amazing and so wonderful as the gift of the grace of God. And you frustrate his grace when you try to earn something by your performance. Like, have you ever like been really a, a good expert at like a computer or something like that? And I mean, my parents are pretty good, but I've been trying. So my grandparents, they're in their 90s. And um, they call quite often, not to me, thankfully, because I live in Australia now, so I don't get this phone call very much, but even when I was home last, they would call my, my brothers and they would ask for help on how to use their iPad. And so, you know, like they, they'd write everything down word for word, like step one, press this button, step two, press this, right? And then, you know, they try their best, but it just does not work. And what does that do? It's frustrating because they know better. They're just like, well, let me just do it for you. Let me do this for you so that you don't have to do it because it's not your strength. And you know, that's what it's like with the grace of God. You're frustrated because you're trying to do, you're like, don't worry, God, I can make this happen in my performance. I, I, I've got this. And that's frustrating because God's grace is like, I am right here on the inside of you. Let me work this in you rather than you try to perform it. And that's frustrating to the grace of God. Just like it's frustrating to my brothers and my grandparents, which sometimes they do watch this. So if they do watch, you guys love me so much. <laughs> um, but so either way, but that's just the frustrating the grace of God. So that's not what we want to do. We want to simply believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess that Jesus is Lord. And that's how we began. We began in the spirit. So if we started there, how then do we live this Christian life? How do we live? How do we live this Christian life, Chloe? That's a good question. Galatians chapter three. We'll go back there again. He says, "Are you so foolish? After beginning by the Spirit, are you now finishing by the flesh? Did you experience so much for nothing? If in fact it was for nothing, 
So then, does God give you the spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law? Or is it by believing what you heard? Again, he's asking them a question, the exact same question. So I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. Did you experience so much for nothing? So then, does, has, does God give you the spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law, by you being good enough? No. Or is it by believing what you heard? It is by believing what we heard. So we continue the same way we began. Grace made all of God's promises available, and we believe what God has said, regardless of how we may feel. Our feelings and our emotions tend to be a big trap when it comes to the grace of God, because we, sometimes we can filter what God says, what, what God has said in his word about us through how we feel about ourselves. You know, sometimes when you wake up in the morning and you just feel like you are not a Christian, you are not born again, and you're like, if the love of God is in me, I don't feel it. You guys have, you know, felt like that in the morning. Sometimes you feel like that. But you know what? It's still true. What God has said in this word is still true about you, regardless of how you feel. So the danger, again, is having began in the spirit, the temptation then is to just suddenly you go back to the flesh. You go back to trying to earn God's goodness. You try to earn God's promises. And in John chapter 6, we'll just turn there. In John chapter 6, verse 27 to 29. What's on the screen? So this, just in the context, so the Jews were um, talking to Jesus. They were asking him about signs and wonders and miracles. And um, they saw all of these things of how Jesus fed the 5,000. And they're like, well, we want to do this too. And Jesus responds to them. He says, don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. And then they respond, what can we do to perform the works of God? So can you just hear, this is what they're so used to, right? They are so used to the law, which is when, if, if you do this, then this will happen. If you do this, then this will be the result. And so this is their mentality. This is how they think, where they have this standard. This is the standard that you have to work your way up to get there. And so that's how they think. So what can we do? This is why they ask Jesus, what can we do? What can we do to perform the works of God? And that's how we tend to think too. What else can I do? What can I do to make myself feel like I earned something, to feel like I'm good enough? And Jesus replied, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one he has sent. That goes against everything in our natural mind to simply believe. But that word believe is an, is an action word. It is a verb. It is an action to believe what God has said. And so that is how we respond. This is how we continue this Christian life, is we simply believe in Jesus. We simply believe in Jesus. And in our everyday life, because we know that reading the word of God is good, we know that prayer is good. We know that coming to church is good. So the thing is, though, is the reason why you're doing it. Why are you reading his word? Why are you spending time in prayer? Why are you coming to church? And I got into this kind of works-based mentality where um, I, was, I was spending time with the Lord, and I was like, God, I worship you. I thank you for your goodness. And I was saying all of the right things. But I was searching for a feeling where I felt like God 
was there or felt like God approved of what, of what I was doing. And I was trying to work something up. Do you guys know what I mean? Like you're, trying to, you're looking for a feeling to make you feel like you're righteous or to feel like he's with you. Yeah. You guys know what I mean? Please tell me. Okay, good. So I was trying to do that. And it became frustrating. Like I'm like, God, I want to spend time with you. I just, I want to feel something. Give me something that I know you're with me. And he told me, he said to me, I didn't hear an audible voice, but in my heart, he said, I told you to worship me in spirit and truth, not flesh and feelings. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well. <laughs> and you know what that is? It's the, the thing is, it's the same action, but a completely different heart. So I had to, I just switched my heart and remember that, you know, this is not, Christianity is not about works. It's not a work-based religion. Christianity is, is, in, is believing in Jesus. And if you read even in Galatians chapter 1, what Paul says, you know, because Paul came from a very religious mindset. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He knew the law in and out. But if you read of, of his mentality, what I noticed in reading Galatians this past week, I'll just even turn there to go over what he said. Um, he said, for I've not received this message this is chapter one, I don't, I don't have it with you, but verse 12, for I did not receive it from a, from man origin or from a human source, and I was not taught it, but it came to me by revelation of Jesus Christ. And that just really stood out to me, the fact that the things that Paul learned, it was revealed to him by, it was a revelation of, of Jesus. It was a revelation of Jesus. It was not a, okay, this is now the, the standard that you have to live up to. This is now that you're a Christian, you have to read this many chapters a day and go to church this many times a month and all these kinds of things. It was a revelation of, of Jesus. And it is the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you. We received the Holy Spirit. We didn't just receive a, another, a different kind of 10 commandments. It is a coming from your heart of a total personal relationship with God. And that is how we continue. So after the Lord told me that, get like really good correction, I told you to worship me in spirit and truth, not flesh and feelings. So what does that look like now? So how do, how do you change that motivation? How do you change your heart to go from spirit and in truth? So when he says spirit and in truth, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, right? When you became born again, you received the Holy Spirit. So all of a sudden, you are not just depending upon your ability and, and your knowledge of his word or, you know, your own limited natural thinking. It's the Holy Spirit only inside of you who helps you, right? And then and in truth. So what is the truth? The truth is, I know that God said he will never leave me nor forsake me. The truth is, I know that I've been made right with God and I can, I can come to his throne with boldness. That's the truth. The truth is that I have been made justified by him. And so that completely changed the way that I approached God. Because now I'm going to spend time in his word. And I'm going to spend time in prayer. Now I'm not coming to him just out of like, okay, I'm, I'm looking for a feeling. I'm trying to find you. If I feel something different, then I know it's working. No, I just came in. God, I know you're on the inside of me. I know that I'm righteous and that I have the, I'm able to come boldly to your throne of grace. So I'm just going to come and I'm just going to worship you. 